Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist, also keynote and TEDx speaker, and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information regarding all kinds of things related to wellness, including rejuvenating, positive psychology, my own uh, specific spin on it that I call goal-achieving psychology. It's also the place where you can communicate with me and even suggest guests for future podcasts. As listeners know, my goal in presenting these podcasts is to bring to you a wide array of really accomplished people in their fields who have who lead their own lives with enthusiasm and have various ways of helping us to become the best versions of ourselves. And today we have a very special guest who's going to really enhance our longevity by helping us determine what we put into our body and how we, we treat that. Risa Gru is a functional nutritionist and certified autoimmune coach. She's in private practice in Newport Beach, California. Risa has always been passionate about nutrition and good health. She was so concerned about purity that she made her children baby food from scratch. Today, she's passionate about cooking and creating healthy, nutrition, nutritious food. She works with a wide variety of clients, including professional athletes, adults, and kids, to the biggest loser from season four on television. Risa works with issues like diabetes, autoimmune disease, cancer, digestion, thyroid, and hormone imbalances, to name a few. She firmly believes that the body can heal itself with whole foods that we obtain from the earth and sees living proof of that in her office every day. She looks at root causes using functional nutrition guidelines, blood and stool tests, and knows that weight loss has a terrific side effect, and that's wellness. And with that introduction, I know we're all interested to hear what Risa has to say. So Risa, welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. So great to have you as a guest. Thank you. It's really great to be here. I love what you're doing and your message and everything that you uh, represent. Great. Well, I think your message fits in with, with mine in very many ways. But let me start out. You're not the first functional medicine or related person that we've had, but uh, not everybody, uh, strange as it may seem, not everybody listens to every podcast. So maybe we should start with kind of a, a level playing field and explain to us about what is functional nutrition. So functional um, nutrition and functional medicine are, are really have the same pillars. And, and really what we're looking for in functional nutrition are, are, are four major things. One is that we're looking at root causes. So why is it that I'm having these reoccurring headaches or stomach bloating or I'm, I'm uh, waking up in the middle of the night? 
Um, we're also looking at prevention. We want to be able to prevent these things. We want to see them before they come, whereas more uh, conventional medicine really treats you only when you're after you're diagnosed. So we do a lot of prevention. And the third pillar of uh, functional nutrition is that we look at the body as a whole interconnective body so that if you have a thyroid issue, it might be affecting your blood sugars or your uh, hormone production and, and everything is interconnected. It's not just different um, body parts that have nothing to do with each other. And the fourth pillar that we do um, and I do um, in my office is we look at data. I'm not really good at guessing. I always say I'm not very good at playing darts with the lights off when I cannot see the target, but I am much better when I can see the exact direction I'm going, the lights are on and I know where I'm going. So we get a lot of data. I order a blood test, very comprehensive blood test with all four markers of blood sugar, all nine markers of thyroid, uh, um, liver enzymes, uh, white blood cell breakdown, uh, inflammatory markers, all those things. So I can really see what is going on. And then I order a comprehensive stool test with 84 pathogens. And I can tell how much pancreatic enzyme production you're having, if there's leaky gut, um, inflammation, um, immunity, and um, some reactions to gliadin, the protein and gluten. So I have a really good idea of where I'm going and what each individual looks like because we are all not the same. So that's the, those are the four major pillars of what we do in uh, functional nutrition. So who and when should somebody decide that they need to see a functional nutritionist? You know, I think everybody would benefit from seeing a functional nutritionist because why wouldn't you want to know where your levels are, your blood levels, your sugar levels, your thyroid um, your hormones, all those things, and then what's going on inside your gut. Um, I don't think you have to test uh, every three months for gut health, but maybe um, once you start, you find out if you have H. pylori or pathogens or fungus candida, things like that. Once you treat it, you do a follow-up test, but maybe once a year, it's really good idea to get a stool test just to see what's going on inside because that affects so many things. There's potential autoimmune triggers, uh, I cannot tell you how many times I find those triggers and then we're able to alleviate an autoimmune disease, um, at least the symptoms of them. And then, so once a year, I think it's good to look inside. And then with blood work, um, I start off every three months uh, to just make sure we're making progress. And then usually about once or twice a year, I think it's very beneficial to look at blood tests. So anybody really can um, benefit from going to a functional nutritionist and at any time of your life, you don't have to wait until you're already not feeling well. You can do it at any time. So you can sort of see what's coming up the pipeline. Well, as listeners know, I'm all for prevention. And it sounds like that's the framework that you're, you're operating from. Exactly. Um, but I guess I'm wondering why, I mean, as a species, it seems like We've learned to put a lot of bad stuff into our body. That, uh, and I know that's not the only cause for why somebody might acquire some of these things that you're talking about. But I've often wondered, why don't we just naturally eat healthier than, than seems to be the case? It's a great question. So I developed um, my methodology, which is called Food Frame. And what I believe after working with thousands of people through tons and tons of years 
is that um, we're not all created equally, right? We all have different genetics. We have different uh, hormones. We have different levels of everything at any given time. So my belief, what I've been working on for the last many years is that people should be eating according to their health status. And that is why I do the testing that I do. So we can determine, do you have prediabetes? Are you, do you have fatty liver? Do you have a thyroid issue? Things like that. So when I, I recommend that people eat according to their health status, it gives you a little bit more of a bumper on what you should be eating, right? The problem with what we have today and why we don't eat in, uh, innately according to what we should be eating is because we are bombarded with choices. Food has become a big business and we now have more options than um, ever before. And unfortunately, we the, the current statistic is the FDA has approved 86,000 chemicals for us to use, over 3,000 of which we can eat. So um, we're eating a lot of chemicals and those chemicals are able to preserve foods. Um, they're able to make those foods, uh, these things that look like food, they're sold like food, they kind of taste like food, but they're actually not really nourishing us, right? The whole point of eating is to have nourishment, is to have fuel for, so the body can sustain and, and sustain ourselves and uh, survive and procreate our two main goals as living organisms. And we have all these chemicals that we've been in, in, in connected to in the United States. And so we have a lot of what I call fake food. It looks like food, but it really isn't. And it's very appealing. And then the other issue that we have uh, today is convenience. We have become very busy. Everybody is just very busy being um, accessible via phone and, and, and tablets and computers and FaceTime and all these things that we don't have as much downtime. So now we can't cook. Um, it seems to be the trend that not, not as many people are cooking. So we are grabbing and going and everything is about convenience. And unfortunately, most of these convenient foods are filled with chemicals and preservatives and things like that as well. The preservative industry is a billion dollar industry and it's growing. And so we shouldn't be eating these things. These are not foods from the ground um, that we are that we need. So I often say to, to clients I work with in my office, are, I don't know if you put shampoo in your car for fuel. I've never tried it before. Maybe it would register as full, but my guess is it probably wouldn't work, right? Or it would start to break down that car. So we have too many choices and um, we have too little time, it appears, to be eating. For me, cooking is a priority because it is a fuel. I think it's a very important priority when I get together with my family and, and, and have dinner with my friends or my, my family, I like to eat real food, actual real food without preservatives, chemicals, or, or highly inflammatory oils that will further disease. So I don't think people are as educated to know. I don't think people really actually think maybe I should look at the ingredient label in my supplement that I just bought. Um, it came from Whole Foods or it came from Costco or wherever it comes from. And we don't even think to look at the ingredients. And so I look at the ingredients of every supplement that walks in my office and people are always just so surprised to see yellow dyes, red dyes, blue dyes. I don't know why we need to make our supplements pretty, but there's tons of chemicals in our supplements. 
Um, there's bad oils, corn oil and soybean oil in a lot of vitamin Ds, very common vitamin Ds that I see all the time. So it's really important for us to be looking at ingredient panels or even more so eating food that doesn't even have an ingredient panel, right? Like things crawling from the ground and spreading from the earth. Those don't have ingredient panels. So we should be eating more of those. Why don't people do it? As I said, the, the convenience, the time, and, and I think the addictions, the addiction to sugar and the addiction to carbs is uh, alive and living, and people are just perpetuating that addiction. That's fascinating stuff. But uh, as you were talking, uh, in addition to the many choices that we have, uh, there seems to be many choices of diets that we have. Is, you know, lots of things are publicized. If I wanted to make sure, well, maybe I'll eat the dinner that I'm planning to tonight, but let's say I want to start out tomorrow and really do the best job for myself that I can. Is there a particular diet or a particular guidelines that uh, would be best for me? Yeah. So as I said, I, I, I look at everybody as an individual. So I think we do best. We all thrive by eating for our health status. So um, in my book, Food Frame, um, the subtitle is a diet is four letter word because I don't believe in the, the, the word diet has taken on a new meaning, which is typically corresponds with um, deprivation or, or elimination or starvation. And I'm not about that. We should um, be feeding ourselves what we need to eat. And so I believe that I highlight uh, first starting off on my detox, my RGN detox, which is really important to clean out those toxins. And uh, they live in fat cells and fat tissues, but it's not a weight loss program, even though people lose weight. It's not about that. It's about cleaning out the body. And then I highlight six different diet types. So I look at keto, paleo, low FODMAP, low lectin, AIP, the autoimmune protocol, and vegetarian. And I urge your listeners to take the quiz on my website at Risa Grew Nutrition. That is your, find out what your food frame is. And there's some simple questions that we ask, only 12 questions to determine which is best eating for you. But if you've got blood sugar dysregulation, I am absolutely going to recommend a paleo diet or a keto diet. And keto is not for everybody. If you have a no gallbladder or you have fat malabsorption, I would find out on my stool test that I take. But or if you have a high GGT on your um, on blood test, that will tell us if you have sticky and coagulated bile. You're probably going to have a difficult time with fat. So keto would not be a good diet for you. But ketosis, getting into the state of ketosis is a little difficult. Not everybody can do it. Most women have a hard time with it. Men do better on that one. But the goal for ketosis is really to uh, stabilize blood sugars. And paleo, very similar as well, but it also is very um, focused on de decreasing in systemic inflammation. Um, so I love paleo. I think paleo is the broadest uh, diet type uh, that I highlight and that I recommend with my patients in my office because of the fact that it's easy. It's all food from the ground. It's quality. It focuses on quality uh, protein and not laden with grains and antibiotics and growth hormones. So um, good quality animal protein, unlimited vegetables, um, organic preferred to uh, decrease and minimize the, the toxins, the pesticides and herbicides that we're getting. And then sweet potato, yam and good fats, eggs, nuts, seeds, avocado, olives, things like that. That is my favorite diet type for most if I had to do a broad stroke. 
But then low lectin is really good for anybody with also inflammation or anybody with autoimmunity. Um, low lectin, it would be really well suited for that person. And AIP, the autoimmune protocol, that is ideal for anybody with autoimmune. And that is a elimination diet. So that's 30 to 90 days. Then I would say to hop on either the low lectin or the um, paleo diet. And then low FODMAP is specifically designed for people who have SIBO, that's small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, or people with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, or irritable bowel disease, IBD. Any chronic bloating accompanied with chronic constipation or chronic diarrhea, that would be a great diet type for you as well. And that also is elimination diet. Um, the stricter you are at the beginning, um, the better off you'll be. Um, but also best to get tested to see if you have IBS or, or IBD or SIBO. And then vegetarian, it doesn't work for everyone. I don't think that everyone should be vegetarian and there's different types of vegetarian. So some two people are vegetarian and they eat pasta and bread and, um, and candy. Uh, but if we're talking about a vegetable focused vegetarian diet, then that would be good. Unless you have the gene mutation MTHFR, you really need B vitamins from um, animal protein. So again, I am very customized to each person. But to answer your question, if you had no health issues at all, your blood work was stellar and perfect, I would probably recommend either a Mediterranean or a paleo diet for you. Okay, great. I basically eat pretty close to, to a Mediterranean one. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that's going right. But you, you mentioned something that uh, might have been a little scary to, to me and some of the other listeners when I hear the word detox or cleanse. What is that process? And uh, should, if you recommend it, should we be scared of what it's going to do to our body, uh, you know, until, until you can write it? But uh, yes, again, because right? I'm sure there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of misapprehension, and what does it do? You're correct. There is a ton of misinformation, and there are a lot of gimmicks out there and things that I would not recommend for people to do that involve no food or... There's the juice cleanses, which don't have any fiber in it. So we're really not getting any anything to pull out our toxins uh, that live in our body. And we're just having a lot of sugar water, basically, is what we're having. So those are not things that I recommend. Um, I've been detoxing for over 20 years, for sure. And I've pretty much done every detox or cleanse that's been on the market. And so I created my RGN detox because I am a firm believer in the, the body getting rid of the trash that we accumulate. So we have a marker in our blood test called homocysteine, and that is our body's own ability to detoxify. If many people, I test everybody for homocysteine and most people are elevated um, and it's usually a methylation issue. So if you do have that gene mutation MTHFR, we will see a homocysteine typically get elevated. Um, and then it, the body won't be able to detoxify itself. So we, I'm a big fan of detoxifying. I have seen years and years of amazing benefits from just detoxifying uh, the body. We, we, as I mentioned, we have all these chemicals, well over 3000 of which we're eating. Even if you go to the nicest restaurants and you're eating um, some meat or some fish that is farm raised or uh, fed with antibiotics, growth hormones, or eating grains that have uh, chemicals in them, 
Um, and the average American female comes across, comes in contact with over 200 toxins just before she's left the bathroom each morning. So if you think about the toxins, the chemicals in your shampoo, your shaving cream, your uh, perfumes or lotions, makeup, nail polish is a great one that just seeps into your body all day long. And, you know, hair dye, we can just go on and on and on and on. And these chemicals need to go through the system. So the liver basically says, okay, you're a chemical. I've got to convert you into some kind of an enzyme so I can get you through the system and out the door. And if the body is um, on a state of attack and it's got a fire in the basement, it's not really focusing that hard on converting those to enzymes. So it's going to park it in a fat cell or a fat tissue. This is why people typically lose weight when they do the detox. But again, it's not a weight loss program. Everybody does lose weight, but it is all about cleaning out the liver and the organs so that they work optimally. Um, it's uh, just a sad fact that we need to do that. I detox about two to three times a year, every single solitary year. And I have people that I work with who do it up to four times a year. I think two to three times a year is a really good thing to do. It just clears out the body. It also gives you a little bit more parameters because we don't eat anything from um, a factory. We eat everything from a farm. So you're eating animal protein and vegetables, very paleo-like. We take out the grains, the gluten, the dairy, the sugar, the alcohol. Um, I suggest coffee, but a lot of people want to hold on to that and it's their detox. But coffee is a highly sprayed crop. So I'm not a big fan of coffee unless you're really getting good organic coffee, then I don't have that much of an issue with it. But it's and you're having two collagen shakes a day. So we I always recommending protein, fat and fiber in every meal that you have including the detox shakes. And you're not typically hungry because you're fueling your body with so much food, but it's not about starvation. It is eating when you're hungry and not when you're not. How so long does it take? How long? It's a 14 day detox and people feel so good on it. We see, uh, I, I, I should just have a Instagram of just people's comments. Um, I worked with Freddie Couples, the professional golfer, several years ago and he came in, he is famous for back pain. And I put him on my detox and he walked in and uh, that first week. And I said, Freddie, what's your number? The first day when he walked in, I said, tell me about your pain. What, give me a number one to 10. He goes, I'm a seven or an eight every single day, no matter what. And then when I saw him the first week after the first week of the detox, he said he was at a four. And then every week I ever saw him thereafter, he was at a zero or a one. And he was just filled with inflammation, um, just works on golf courses, lives on golf courses. He was breathing in those chemicals day in and day out, um, and he needed to detoxify the system. So it's really? a perfect example. Yeah. Really fascinating. Another yeah. uh, perhaps somewhat controversial topic is, is supplements, because mm -hmm. I've heard it uh, working in a, in a medical situation, I've heard I don't, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody really oppose uh, daily vitamin and mineral, but, you know, uh, there is a school of thought that if you eat the right foods, you don't need supplements. There are physicians who on a regular basis uh, recommend supplements. Um, what's your position on it and uh, who needs it and why? And, uh, Again, how individualized uh, uh, an issue is that? Yeah. So, you know, if you asked me this question 50 years ago, I would have said to you, yeah, you don't need any supplements because our soil is just filled and packed and, and, and brewing with uh, minerals and vitamins. 
And unfortunately, because of all the conventional farming with all the chemicals, we've depleted our nutritional source or our nutritional impact uh, by 40% since the 1950s. So our uh, nutritional content has been depleted a lot. So that is exactly this, the name supplement. We have to now supplement with that, that nutrition that we should be getting in our soil. Um, even if we go to organic, um, our soils are still depleted. It takes about two years for a conventional farm to convert over to an organic farm to be considered organic, but you still have the depletion of chemicals, uh, the depletion of nutrients in the soil. So it all goes down to the soil. And so therefore we do have to supplement with supplements. And for instance, I work with a lot of uh, professional athletes and who are out in the sun all the time. I check their vitamin D levels and they're still just a little bit low. It's most people are very low. Even if they live in sunny California, we are low uh, because we're just not, we're not getting enough vitamin D, but all minerals in general and, and vitamins, we are a little bit lacking. So I give everybody vitamin D and vitamin B, but of course I test them for it. And vitamin B is really important, and especially if you are under high stress, because we eat the, the vitamin B, uh, the B vitamins in our intestinal lining, and very important for anxiety and um, stress, and really, really important for that. And then there are certain other nutrients that I am all about. I'm a big, firm believer in quality supplements. I do a lot of collagen and L-glutamine to help the intestinal lining uh, we only have one layer of epithelial cells in the intestinal lining, so it's incredibly important to be treating our intestinal lining well. And it's, if you're eating a lot of gluten that like to, to create tight junctions or holes in the intestinal lining to form a leaky gut, I would highly recommend that you do a lot of collagen and L-glutamine. My gut reboot is one of the things I use every day uh, in my shakes to, to help the integrity of my intestinal lining. And just certain other uh, nutrients that I do, I do, I have a lot of thyroid support and a lot of different supports. I don't have a blanket for everybody except for autoimmune. I do have a fab five for autoimmune and that's uh, glutathione and omega uh, three fatty acids and turmeric anti-inflammatories and um, vitamin D, things like that, resveratrol. Yeah. This has been so interesting and I, trying to stay cognizant of the time, but I have a few quick questions before we get into more information about you and, and unfortunately I have to wrap it up. But first of all, a certain percentage, about half my listeners are uh, kind of uh, my peers in terms of being in the second half century of life. I think for many of the th things that, that I recommend, whether it be exercise, uh, getting socially connected, things of that nature. We get almost a, a well, I've lived this long doing it. Uh, if it's not broke, uh, maybe she's going to find out something and, uh, and it'll make things worse for me or so on. Is there a thing such as being too old to make the kinds of changes that you're recommending? Um, I don't think it is you're ever too old to make changes, especially dietary changes. But I, you know, I do a deep dive, so it would be a lot to swallow if there is if we do find something. Um, but at the same time, I do find a lot of prevention in the stool test. I find out about a cold blood 
which um, I actually did find the first stage of cancer for a young 36-year-old guy um, a couple of years back. And if we never did that test, they never would have tested him. But um, we do a certain amount of prevention, so that is nice. Um, I don't wouldn't recommend somebody in their 80s just completely taking 95 supplements and changing all these things. And um, if it's not broken, um, I would just say to add and complement what they're doing. Uh, I would be uh, I would use diet mainly and clean up the the foods and make sure they're having good quality animal protein. Make sure they're not having a lot of sugar um, and carbohydrates. Um, and making sure the carbohydrates they're having are the good source and the gluten-free source and not that much. Um, so I think there is a lot that you can do with diet in your 80s or your 70s that would be good. And again, vitamin D is huge. It is anti-aging, anti-cancer. Um, we will not make bone without vitamin D. It's our immunity. It's good for heart, brain, gut. So, you know, vitamin D levels, I would check and make sure vitamin D and vitamin B um, are both being taken and fish oils, anti-inflammatories for sure. And then just, as you said, exercise and sleep is a huge one. Um, and I know a lot of people in their 70s and 80s and they have a lot of free time, they tend to get together and drink a lot of wine. So that is a lot of sugar. So I would absolutely recommend not drinking a lot of sugar. Great. And let me go to the other end of the age range. If you've got parents who have young kids who haven't developed any, any, any problems yet that we know of. So from a preventive standpoint, just from a nutritional standpoint, what, what general guidelines, anything different than what you've mentioned for, for the rest of us? Yes. So unfortunately, the statistics are that one out of every three children born today will be type two diabetic. We are getting sicker oh. nation. Yep. That is a statistic. Yeah. Very scary. Uh, we are getting sicker as a nation. We are getting fatter as a nation. The obesity rates are just rising and rising and rising. And it is imperative. It is critical that we have to take action with these young kids. They are eating sugar and um, carbohydrates all day, every day at school, at ballet class, the dentist, the doctor will even give you a lollipop. I mean, it's just amazing to me how much sugar and carbohydrates these kids are living off of. I was actually doing some statistics yesterday for something I'm working on. And I was looking into how many people are eating fast food and unfortunately, with the convenience factor of we can sit in our bed on a uh, phone and order uh, our sugary drink to our house, we only have to walk maybe 10 feet to the front door to get it. And this generation is not cooking. And I am very scared for these kids. Um, I urge people to get in the kitchen with their young kids, their grandkids, and teach them how to cook. It is a life skill. We are, um, you know, all these foods that we're ordering in are laden with inflammatory oils and very low quality food. So I do recommend, I urge people to uh, get in the kitchen, cook, take your kids to the farm, have them pick things, come home, let them cook with you, have them invested in the food that is turning up on their plate every night um, so that they understand that food comes from a farm and not from a car delivery. 
Yeah, that's great. That, that yeah. is such great advice. And uh, yeah. I can tell you from my own experience during during COVID, I mean, I, I was a pretty good cook when I was, was younger. Then uh, my wife always seemed to have a work schedule that got her home earlier. So I've spent most of my life as, as a sous chef and a dishwasher and stuff like that. Uh, but during pandemic, I've taken over on, on the weekends if we're, if we're not out. And just knowing what goes in there is really kind of enjoyable to know that, that uh, aside from the accomplishment of sometimes it works out and it tastes good, but uh, right. just knowing right. that, that what's in there is really enjoyable. Right. Um, one thing I don't want to uh, assume, but for, for uh, seeing a functional nutritionist, is it something that requires going into an office or is there going to be done telehealth wise or uh, I mean, I'm going to ask you about your online stuff in just a moment, but just generally, does somebody have to live in California to see you in your office or how, how does it work? Yeah, so I work with people all over the world that um, I work with through Zoom. Zoom has been a great addition um, to my practice because I can reach people all over the world. So I do a lot of people virtually and we can order blood tests in your local lab corp and uh, and the stool test you just ship out. So it's really easy to work with people. And um, we just send you everything that you need um, as far as supplements or things like that. And with the with the invention of email and Zoom, I'm good to go. Great. So let's uh, find out, number one, how people reach you, what things you have to offer. And I do want you to... Uh, Although you mentioned it kind of in passing, tell us a little more about the book and why, you know, I know it's it's a really, really important contribution to the field. So I'd like you to let us know that. And I know that's not the only thing you've got to offer people. Right. Thank you. Um, I'm really proud of my book called Food Frame. Um, I really break down each different diet type, six major di different diet types that I use a lot in my office with the people I work with. Um, I talk about detoxifying. I talk about, I cover all the, a lot of the blood tests, the stool tests, and I really break down a lot, protein and fiber. And um, there's testimonials throughout the book as well. And that is available on my website at Risa Grew Nutrition or on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or target.com. And um, it was endorsed by Dr. Stephen Gundry and Dr. Josh Axe, uh, Suzanne Summers and JJ Virgin. Um, I was very grateful for their support. And um, I also have an online class that I just recently launched um, about achieving optimal thyroid health. I work a lot on thyroid. I have Hashimoto's myself, although I'm 10 points away from reversing it um, from thousands of points. And so that's very exciting. So I do work with a lot of people with autoimmune and thyroid and all kinds of autoimmunity as well. Um, and I do have a product line that is a very picky what goes into my mouth, whether it's food or supplements. So everything I have is gluten, dairy, soy free and sugar free, obviously. And um, I use a sweetener called allulose that doesn't spike blood sugar levels and doesn't cause any gastric upset. So those are my collagen bars, which are crazy addicting. But my detox, I have vitamin D, B. I have a lot of uh, supplements for gut and for just general health, a lot of adrenal stuff, things like that. I have a lot of collagen because I'm a big freak about collagen. Um, it's a really good source of protein. It's very clean, um, very few carbohydrates. 
And it's really, I call it grout for leaky gut. So I have regular collagen and chocolate and vanilla, and then I have collagen plus, which is a detoxifier. So um, that's in strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate as well. And then people can find me um, on my website at Risa Grew Nutrition. It's R-I-S-A-G-R-O-U-X Nutrition. Um, and then I'm on all the social media of Instagram and um, recently TikTok and uh, Facebook, things like that on Risa Grew Nutrition. Okay, great. And uh, again, the, the hard part, at least for me, is how you spell grew. It's not G-R-E-W, it's G-R-O-U-X. Exactly, yes, French, but yes. But it's pronounced grew like G-R-E-W, exactly. Yeah, and Risa's R-I-S-A. Two things. One, just just uh, it just occurred to me when you said you can do things by Zoom and so on. You did talk about getting some some testing done, blood testing and stool testing. I think it's pretty hard to do that over Zoom. How does uh, how's that happen? Right. So we work directly with the lab and we place an order depending on what you need. But usually it's my com- uh, comprehensive bio screen. And then I add a few things in there. And depending on what you um your situation is I might add a female hormone panel or a male hormone panel or something like that. And we write the, we get, we email you the requisition form and you take it to your local lab corp wherever you live. And so that's easy. And I get the results in about two weeks. Um, Then we send you a stool test that you do at home. There's a FedEx envelope in there and you just send it directly to the lab And at about two weeks or so, I get the results. So everybody, I work with a a professional dancer in Hong Kong. So, so if I could do that in Hong Kong, we could, um, I could work with anybody anywhere. Okay, great. It's been such a wealth of information. I hesitate to ask the question, but is there anything I should have asked you, but didn't or anything else you want us to make sure that we know? I think we really covered pretty much. Uh, we got a, a, a good uh, 30,000 view, I think. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I do urge people to look at labels, see what they're putting in their mouth. It really matters. The accumulation of additives and preservatives and dyes and chemicals is not helpful for the body. You know, I, I love that you're a real big fan of eating foods that we were actually meant to eat. And I say that to everybody I work with for the first time, I I say, I want you to imagine that your body's just like a sneaker factory. You've got all the equipment to make a sneaker. And if I give you leather, rubber, canvas, I know we're going to get a sneaker at the end. Right. And if I were to say, let's put in some cell phone parts in your sneaker factory, what would you say? (laughs) Oh, I'm hoping the person says no, because if we did put cell phone parts in the sneaker factory, I would imagine that the, the equipment would break. Right. And that's a very um, example of what we're doing. We're we're made to eat things that are crawling from the on the ground and sprouting from the earth. And we don't do that all the time. We do a lot of chemicals. And even those foods that are sprouting from the ground and and, and um, crawling on the earth are filled laden with chemicals as well. So we have to be diligent about what's going into the body because you are what you eat. Right. You are what you absorb. Um, And as we age, we produce and excrete less and less digestive enzymes. So it's really important for the elderly, for sure. Anyone 50 or older, I'm always going to recommend digestive enzymes, which I take every day. Enzyme Max is mine that has all your pancreatic enzymes, hydrochloric acid, and ox bile for um, fat malabsorption. So those would be the things is read your labels, 
be picky about what comes into the building and uh, make sure you're getting your essentials like your uh, your uh, digestive enzymes, B and D. Great. Well, this once again, this has been absolutely fascinating, absolutely enlightening. And I want to thank you so much, Risa, for sharing all this wisdom with our listeners. Thank you for having me. Well, it's been my pleasure and uh, still have some other questions. So we may have you back again sometime, but uh, I really, really appreciate this. So as, as you can see, I mean, our, our goal here, as all our listeners know, is to live our lives with enthusiasm and to enhance longevity. And the best way of doing that is become the healthiest versions of ourselves that we can. And a lot of good stuff that you may want to re-listen to and certainly uh, be in touch with Risa about all of the wonderful things that, that she provides. I uh, think that we can all benefit from making sure that what we goes into our body enables us to continue to, I, I mean, it, it just seems such a, uh, a no-brainer to choose health over illness. That, mm-hmm. uh, I hope that, that the message goes across and I hope you'll share this podcast episode with friends and download it, rate it, be back to, to listen next week when you know we'll have another great guest discussing ways of leading our lives more enthusiastically and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Really appreciate Reese's sharing her wisdom with us today and really appreciate you being here to listen. And in the meantime, you know, watch what's going into your body, stay safe and do all the other right things for you. Exercise, keep your mind active, stay socially connected, and please visit the mental health gym. And if you haven't read Rejuvenating yet, got lots of other great tips to lead your lives with enthusiasm. So until next time, this is Dr. Ron Kaiser signing off. Have a great week, stay safe, and stay healthy.